Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever or whenever you happen to be listening to this. Thank you for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tabishima Ayede. Yesterday, we did some riffing and uh, hopefully I was able to introduce uh, you newbies on the on the podcast to some concepts, um, sales resistance and sales acceptance. And that was basically the answer to the question, why do people hold back? Why don't they seem to be taking the next step? Because we have um, new entrants into the game, young photographers, young wedding planners, and also some people with a bit more experience who keep getting frustrated by this uh, phenomenon. When they notice that uh, you're vibing with someone, you guys seem to be clicking, and it's clear that um, you know the groom is holding back, the bride is holding back, there seems to be some hesitation. And um, so yesterday was me trying to introduce um, you guys to these concepts for those of you who are not aware so that you realize that it's not about you per se. It's not like you have bad breath or maybe people from the village are chasing after you and you have bad karma. It's a normal thing. It's just sales resistance. Nobody likes to be hustled. Nobody likes to be hassled. Nobody likes to be sold to. So they're just keeping things to their chest and they're trying to size up uh, the opportunity, size up the situation. And um, yeah, so basically it'll take a while to get things going, to get that sales resistance down and then to build up on that sales acceptance. So today I'm going to riff on uh, what sales acceptance is just briefly. Um, This is not going to be a systematic introduction to these ideas. What is sales acceptance? What is sales resistance? How do you build it up? How do you tackle it down? I will do that in a future episode um, because I'm trying to uh, gather my thoughts. Uh, I think uh, Tom Hopkins has a very practical exposition on how best to do this. So I want to take some time out gather my thoughts, run through some of his resources, and then uh, make a presentation about how, about one of the best ways I think you can um, achieve this and then tie it into how it would help us build our practice as wedding and event practitioners. So, um, if you remember from yesterday, I said that uh, sales acceptance is it's just, well, basically it's a mental process. That's uh, the process that the prospective customer goes through when they finally realize that, okay, it might be a good idea to get this product or this service. So that's the definition. But one thing that I didn't stress on yesterday, which I want to stress on today, is a lot of people uh, engage this these processes in a very passive way. So remember, I told you about my friend who is an um, event planner, a popular event planner um, in Abuja, one of the top ones. And uh, he just gets constantly um, frustrated when he's in these situations. And as far as he's concerned, like, look, I've done what I've done. When they're ready, they will step forward and they will move to the plate. If they're serious, they'll be serious. If they're not, they're not. I'm not going to waste my time. And a lot of people um, have that mentality when it comes to this whole thing of um, building sales acceptance. Uh, They think, um, they think, let's just wait. If it's going to happen, it will happen. And so that's one thing that I have to stress, that as sales professionals, we can't wait for the magic to happen. We have to be responsible for moving the client through the buying process. That is what is going to help us um, increase our odds. Now, no matter how good business is at the moment, remember, I said this friend of mine is one of um, Abuja's top wedding planners. 
business could always be better. I mean, think about it. If last year you were able to do, as a wedding planner, I don't know, maybe 15 weddings at the profit of uh, maybe 200k per wedding, I'm just running figures off the top of my head. I don't know the um, economics and the profit margins when it comes to wedding planning. So I'm just making up figures. So if they seem to be, if the figures seem to be too high, bear with me. I'm just restarting. If it seems to be too low, bear with me. I'm just restarting. So if you're able to uh, do 10, 15 weddings last year at 200k profit per wedding, think about it. If that was just low-hanging fruit, then if you're able to come up with a sales process where you are responsible for moving them through the buying process and you're able to increase the number of weddings you close, and let's say the profit margins remain the same, 200k per wedding, but then this year you're able to do 30 weddings, that is going to make a lot of difference to your life. It's going to um, make things at home be a whole lot cooler because when school fees come round and it's now time to pay school fees for your three kids, you and your wife or you and your husband aren't running from pillar to post and worried about um, where are we going to pull money for this and pull money for that. It's going to make life a whole lot easier. If you hear that Mumsy's generator has broken down in the villa, fixing it is not going to be that much of a problem. If you guys need to pay medical bills, it's going to be a whole lot easier. Just because you've done one simple thing. You have decided to not just focus on the low-hanging fruit, that if it will be, it will be. But you decided to take some responsibility to see how you can drive the process along in a conscious manner. And the good thing about it, like I tried to explain to some of my friends, is that if you're able to uh, be consciously involved in the sales process, you only get better and better and better. So, of course, yes, you will get to the point where uh, the performance will plateau at some point. But um, the thing is, these things only get better over time. So you start by uh, you know, increasing the number of your customers. I mean, over time, you're able to increase the, um, the prices uh, that these people um, that you get up your um, your your brides and grooms um, to pay so I mean the number of gigs go up uh, the profits go up um, you're able to raise your prices uh, it's a it's a much more it's a better quality way of life than just relying on low-hanging fruit that you know what I've done my bit I've done my song and dance if you go B you go B you know I'm tired if they're serious they're serious so let's just uh, let's not just rely on low-hanging fruit. So uh, we have to be responsible for moving the client through the process. We can't leave it up to them to come to sales acceptance uh, on their own because there are lots of um, intervening factors that we are not responsible for. Sometimes you do the song and the dance, and it looks like you know it's going to happen, but. Uh, then again, some other thing happens, like maybe a relative comes and says, uh, let me gift you this, let me gift you that. And because you didn't take the initiative in the process, you didn't get them personally vested in the whole thing. As far as they're concerned, you become interchangeable. So the moment an uncle says, oh, let me gift you with a wedding planner, uh, the response is not, oh, thank you very much, uncle. Uh, I found this wedding planner. Let me call him up so that you guys can seal the deal. You just say, oh, thank you very much, uncle. And then they'll just leave it at that. And the uncle will get any other, uh, uh, you know, Joe Schmo or, you know, uh, Nkechi Nkuruka wedding planner or whatever. Um, sorry, I'm not trying to denigrate uh, Igbo people, but I'm just, 
I'm just saying, in my usual examples, I've been using a Kemi of, is it Everlasting or Evergreen Wedding Planning or something? Just the character that I came up with. But the whole point I'm just trying to make is that you, Kemi, the wedding planner, you've been in this all along. But because you don't take the initiative, get them personally invested in the process and try and build some sales acceptance. When the time comes and uncle says, uh, let me gift you a wedding planner, it's not going to be you. It's going to be somebody else because as far as they're concerned, you are interchangeable. And then they'll get any other regular person. So, um, yeah, so that's just a summary about what it is that I was trying, I'm trying to say here today. We can't just leave it up to them. We have to take the initiative here if we want to be effective in our practice. So you want to be an effective um, wedding photographer. Uh, of course, you notice I'm not talking about the quality of your pictures here or the quality of your uh, decor or your project management skills in getting the wedding to run up uh, to run on time. So all those things are important in how we build our businesses as wedding and event professionals. So the technical aspect really important. So please, wedding photographers. Uh, my brothers and sisters out there, keep doing your thing. Keep up on those uh, YouTube videos. Learn about lighting, uh, angles, um, composition, posing, and all that. Wedding planners, keep doing your thing. Take your project management course. Learn about uh, time management, how you organize your stewards and all that. You decor people, keep doing your thing. Learn about lighting and textures and tables and seating and floor arrangements and um, and what have you. But at the end of the day, we also have to pay attention to this sales stuff because without the sales, nothing happens until the sale is made. So until we start pushing people through the door, we're not going to have anybody to practice all this our technical prowess and our technical skill on um, in the first place. So yeah, so that's it pretty much. We now know what sales acceptance is. It's the mental process when they warm up to buying this good or service. They realize, that, okay, it's not a bad idea to have Kemi of uh, evergreen uh, wedding planning it's not a bad idea to have kemi as our wedding planner but the thing is you kemi or you uh you cannot rely on the client coming through to sales acceptance on their own take the initiative guide them through the process you have to come up with some process of your own now remember i said i think uh the way tom hopkins handles this is a real comprehensive process i'm taking time out trying to gather some thought and some material so i can go into a series where we walk you guys through this but in the meantime like i said yesterday Google. Google is your friend. If you just hit Google and you check sales acceptance, you check sales resistance, you're going to find loads of interesting material about what these things are. And uh, with some creative thinking, you can find ways that you can apply it to your business today. Whether you're a wedding photographer, you're a video guy, you do makeup, you're a cake, you're a wedding planner, or, uh, well, for some reason, Maybe it's because of a lack of creativity on my part. A lot of these things that we discuss, sometimes I find it hard to see how it would apply to MCs and pyro guys. But I'm sure it will. It applies um, as well. Anyway, so let me um, wrap it up here. Thank you for listening to the Sales for the Nigerian Wedding Industry podcast. I'm your host, Abuja-based event and wedding photographer, Tavishima Ayede. I will catch you guys at the next recording.